0: Okay, David. All right. Your turn. (laughs) You're up for the first time, I think. I'm on the hot seat for the last
1: case. The last case closed.
0: We're going to flip the switch, and it's my case. Okay? So you remember. I'm ready. This is the chief complaint. Okay? We have a 15 year old female who is brought in by ambulance after her parents say she got agitated. And, uh, altered.
1: Ooh. Agitated and altered 15-year-old. Okay. Uh, she came in by EMS. Are her parents with her?
0: No, they are not.
1: Okay. All right. Well, just for, uh, for completeness sake, uh, are her ABCs intact?
0: Um, she is screaming, uh, loudly. Um, not making right. much sense. Um, so the airway is intact. She is breathing. And we have not yet gotten uh, a pulse, but I'm guessing she has one.
1: And well, she's screaming, so I'm right. assuming she so has a pulse so you're probably as well. okay,
0: yeah.
1: All right, can, uh, can I get any additional history from EMS?
0: So the paramedics um, say that they got there, she was um, altered, kind of moving everywhere, very agitated, won't answer any questions. Her parents um, are afraid that she took some of her pills because some of them had empty bottles.
1: Do we know what pill bottles are empty?
0: No, but they're, the parents are bringing the bottles.
1: Okay. All right. So, um, well, let me uh, do a physical exam. Uh, sounds like uh, I have an agitated, screaming patient. Uh, but how about the rest of her exam? Kind of head to toe.
0: Okay, so when you walk in the room, you see this, uh, this patient. She is... She's clearly, like, agitated. She really won't answer any questions. She's kind of, like, staring around the room. She's kind of, like, almost looks like she's in another land. She's just kind of pulling at everything and and trying to grab stuff out of the air, and she's just clearly upset. Um, She has dry mucous membranes. She's tachycardic. She's kind of warm to the touch when you touch her, but not febrile. She has a soft abdomen and no deformities or rash.
1: Does she have, uh, in, in her neuro exam, does she have any hyperreflexia or um, myoclonus?
0: No myoclonus um, and no hyperreflexia.
1: So for everybody listening, uh, we're, uh, we'll do differential in a second, but obviously I think this case is leading everybody down the same rabbit hole that this is some kind of ingestion. Uh, a tox case, which we love.
0: Well, maybe. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah, you're right. You're right. It's true. It's true. Okay, but Keep going. Okay. The parents uh, are here. The parents are here.
1: All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Rayburn. Can you tell me, uh, you think that maybe she took some medications. Can you tell me what medication she's on?
0: Well, I think she took her migraine meds.
1: Okay. And do you know what that migraine med is?
0: Um, yeah, It's. Uh, it starts with an A. Um, hey. yeah, it's, uh, amitriptyline.
1: Amitriptyline. Okay. Does she on is Yeah, she... we
0: just filled it. We just filled it a couple days ago and they're all gone. Oh. And there were 30 of them. Okay.
1: Well, um, I'm going to do my best to take care of her. Okay. Is there anything else that you guys were concerned about or, or wanted to ask me right now?
0: Uh, I mean, no, she's just, something's wrong with her. You know, well, We're
1: gonna, we're going to try and figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you want to do differential?
0: Yeah, just so you know, um, the nurse just wanted you to know that, like, something was weird on her cardiac monitor just now.
1: Perfect. Well, I I can skip and do the workup if
0: you'd like. (laughs) (sighs) So, um, go ahead, David. You can tell me whatever you'd like about, we can do differential. I'm fine with that. So,
1: yes, in true oral boards fashion, I would like to put her on the monitor and get a full set of vital signs. Let's do that before. Okay. Let's do that before we do our differential.
0: They're basically fine, except for she's tachycardic, and it's like ninety-nine point one or something. Okay,
1: all right. So you know, I think that this is more of like the altered mental status differential diagnosis. Um, so the A E I O U tips mnemonic can be helpful for altered mental status. So I would probably consider those things. So in in, in Obviously tox stuff, ingestion, um, this is sounding a little anticholinergic to me, um, given her presentation, but, you know, other types of ingestions as well. Um, is this psych, this could also be psych, you know, she's having this kind of agitation and, and altered mental status. So is this some kind of, uh, psychiatric thing? Um, Sometimes, you know, I didn't get a sugar on her, but, um, you know, new onset diabetes with DK and some cerebral edema, maybe that's going to be her altered mental status, but I wouldn't expect her to be agitated like that. Um, uh-huh. some kind of infection, you know, is, does she have encephalitis, meningitis? You know, she's not truly febrile, but I think, you know, from an infection standpoint, consider that. Um talked about overdose so yeah i think that those are kind of the big things that i would be thinking about for her
0: okay well it was an ingestion this was a tca which is amitriptyline so you want to talk about what you would be worried about from an amitriptyline overdose
1: yeah i think real quick though i would from a workup standpoint i would think of this as like tox and the i Basically, we were always taught to do the same thing for tox. So get your EKG, uh, get your um, CMP, your Tylenol level, your Aspirin level, because those are all things that you can intervene on.
0: Co-ingestions.
1: Exactly. We won't get into the nitty-gritty, but uh, a lot of people would recommend a UDS, uh, a urine drug screen on these patients as well.
0: Well, we're not discussing that, right? We're not gonna. Discuss Perfect.
1: That. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, from a talk standpoint, that those are the things that I would do: um, EKG, urine pregnancy test, because yep. uh, she's a fifteen-year-old female. Yep. So, um, did any of that come back? Uh, yeah. To helpful. Uh,
0: oh, I mean, helpful is an interesting word, but. All of her Tylenol was fine. Her salicylate was normal. She had a normal BNP, BMP and LFTs and CBC. But what was not normal was her EKG.
1: Yes, I think you had mentioned something about the nurse was saying there was a uh, abnormality on the cardiac monitor.
0: Yeah, so she, I was actually in the room talking to the parents when she went into torsades, which is a kind of big thing you don't want to happen in uh, TCA overdose, she had a widened QRS. That's um, and scary. Got, yeah, it was. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kind of made me nervous. Like, I don't feel like I get that nervous about things, but this one made me nervous because these are scary. So, the problem with TCAs is that they um, they can get a widened QRS, and the only treatment is sodium bicarb, and it has to be the sodium bicarb like pushes because you got to get like the sodium the concentration high. So we just had a thing with the nurse. I said if that. If, if her QRS widens at all on the, on the monitor, you give bicarb and you have to have two bicarbs in the room at all times. So if you use one, you gotta go get one more out of the Pixis and keep two in the room at all times because the problem is sometimes you just have to give it a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, we ended up getting her on a bicarb drip and then um, she did well, but it made me quite nervous. Yeah. I can imagine that
1: um, I think that's one of the cool things about TCAs too though is when you push that bicarb you literally watch the QRS close um, and then it kind of widens back out again so yeah that's a, that's uh, that's definitely a good case uh, with, with the in, with the end result of torsades so
0: yeah I kind of um, I think I I think I uh, I think my toxicologist who we have a really great toxicologist who actually comes in. I think he knew I was nervous because I just called him directly. I didn't even page him. I just called him, uh, hey, listen. <laughs> I need
1: you. I need you. <laughs> I
0: need you. But it was all fine. It, all, it actually all went It all went okay. All right.
1: Well, very good. Um, from a TCA standpoint, I think that uh, you know there are definitely anticholinergic effects with TCA. So mad as a hatter, so that's the altered mental status. The dry as a bone, that's the dry mucous membranes that you talked about. Uh, red as a beet, um, so they can g- kind of have that flush skin or fever, hot as a hair, tying into that fever as well. Dry can a bone. be, Yeah, there can be urinary retention as well. Um, so th- that's kind of your anticholinergic toxidrome. But then on top of that, you get the sodium channel issues that you talked about, and you can get the QRS widening. Um, there's classic EKG findings uh for TCA overdose as well um with that
0: yeah what's interesting is actually um <laughs> I ordered the urine pregnancy just like you had said but then they kept saying I don't know if she hasn't peed she hasn't peed and I was like well just scan her because she's probably got a bunch of pee in there and guess what she did she was just re- yeah she was just retaining because they don't like to pee
1: uh, yeah, so in the, <clears throat> on the EK, patient's EKG, you can sometimes see uh, – you're definitely going to see tachycardia, which we talked about for this patient, and that prolonged QRS. But you can get um, what's called a terminal R-wave in, the, in AVR where you're going to have greater than three millimeters um, of your R-wave in uh, AVR. Uh, which can be suggestive of a TCA uh, overdose as well. So, worth looking up um, just to kind of see what that looks like. We can try and put something uh, on Twitter if we remember.
0: I just wanted to say, like, this is obviously a toxidrome, but, um, the, you know, there's kind of like the three main toxidromes. But, anticholinergic, we just talked about. I kind of in my brain and it's not perfect so don't like get all excited everyone on on the twitter fear sphere but i like to think of anticholinergic and adrenergic as basically the same with the exception of the dry so adrenergic or sympathomimetic they will be uh sweaty and that kind of helps, and they, don't also, they also don't retain urine, but they, that kind of helps me think about it to kind of remember the difference. Those are kind of, in my brain, very similar, but again, they're just the sympathomimetic will be sweaty. Yeah,
1: and the good old toxicology handshake.
0: Yep. Does it, if you don't know what the toxicology handshake is, it's when you put your arm, my kid is talking to me, it's when you put your arm or your hand into their armpit.
1: And determine if they're sweaty or not, because that'll help differentiate the two.
0: You can't have a glove on, (laughs) otherwise you won't know.
1: (laughs) Um, Other, I think other board stuff, um, we talked about the EKG findings. We talked about sympathomimetic versus anticholinergic. Um, I think that those are big things. Uh, We talked a little bit about altered mental status. Um, We didn't talk about treatment in this case, other than the sodium bicarb, but... Um, for the agitation in your uh, suspected ingestion patient, uh, it's usually going to be benzodiazepines. Um, and the amount is until they're not agitated anymore. So yep. you are likely going to have to continue giving uh, additional uh, benzodiazepines for these patients with uh, suspected ingestions. What else you got, Ashley? Anything?
0: You know, that's it. Hire them. Make sure you got a sitter on them so they don't try and kill themselves again.
1: Yep, don't forget why they came in in the first place. So uh, uh-huh. you, you'll have to address those issues after they are medically cleared, but uh, <laughs> that's
0: a separate talk as well. Yep, no kidding. All right. All right. Case closed. Thanks, guys.